0: Well, hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we're here go. by the skin of our teeth. Um, everything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong today, and it just bled into the night. Uh, and on this end here, uh, it just took about 30 seconds to play the intro, and I started talking before then, and it unmuted me, so I don't know what that's going to sound like. Anyway, um, Brian, great to have you here.
1: Yeah, good to be here. Hi, everybody. Yeah, we're starting a little,
0: a little late today, um, because things just have been very busy today. Look at my hands. I've been painting, so it's doing that. And then uh, somebody, somebody needed to borrow my computer for about three hours today, and um, so it's been uh, quite a, quite a challenge to get on tonight. But we made it, right, Brian? We're here. <laughs> <laughs> um on Monday yeah. we talked about monkeypox. And a few of you wrote to me and told me that you thought that the uh, the title was uh, pretty nice or or funny even. Um so thank you. It it just came to me. <laughs> um but uh and then we saw online there was a, somebody who was wearing Crocs and I guess their feet got sunburned through the Crocs and they were calling it Crocs Crocs pots. <laughs> Crocs pox. So um anyway, so we kind of determined the other night that maybe this um, monkeypox is not something that's going to be very important. And tonight we're going to continue with that. And look at alternatives. Uh, You know, is this this monkeypox thing a uh, smokescreen? Is it hiding something that more insidious that they have uh, coming down the road? We know there's going to be another pandemic. Bill Gates has told us that um bill gates might think he's a prophet but when you when you fulfill your own prophecies that's kind of like not a prophet it's uh it's a fulfiller he's a fulfiller mm-hmm. and uh a fulfiller that's uh heading straight to hell too by the way um anyway uh so brian what say you
1: i see my laptop finally came on <laughs> better late than I never. Um, I'm tempted to change over, but is that a big deal?
0: Um, I don't know. I could I could kind of, um, you know, go on my own for a few minutes while you do that if you want to. You
1: know? Yeah. Um, I, well, it's still downloading. Um, I'll start just well, – you know what? You go ahead. Go ahead, and then okay. I'll, I'll join you. If I end up getting off, if I don't, I'll just be right here. Okay. 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 So, folks,
0: um, what we're going to do tonight is talk about some alternatives to um, – to the monkey pox that might be happening, um, in our future, near future, maybe hopefully never, but you never know. Um, and, uh, this whole, uh, COVID thing turned into a big, uh, wah, wah, wah for the, the, uh, right. the WHO and the, uh, new world order and all those people, you know, and, um, but what has come out of this is that the CDC has shown that it's trying to assert itself powerfully um and saying that it has power now the cdc is not a government organization it's a it's a business it's a company um i don't know if it's um tax exempt or not but it's a business it's a company and as that companies have no reason running our country okay um although it seems nowadays more and more this is happening um so and then we found out that the two two or three shows ago that the um World Health Organization has its own constitution and that that constitution says that actually they're making a treaty that they want everybody to sign. Uh, all, every nation and that would effectively take away our sovereignty, not just our national sovereignty, but our personal sovereignty, because they can declare a pandemic any stinking time they want to. And they can demand that you and I need to get shots and everything else. And Congress will have nothing to do with it. The Supreme court will have nothing to do with it. Our military won't be able to do anything about it. Should the powers that be in the White House and and in the Congress and Senate um, fail to to act upon it, you know, and, and fail to be Americans and uh, and are, are one worlders and uh, and deviates from uh, from hell.
1: Dave, um, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to get on now. I am on my other computer, and I'm going to okay. turn off and try to get on with the other one. Okay, that sounds good.
0: When, when okay, so it's already you you guys. Die. Sorry. Oh, no big deal. No big deal. So while Brian does that, folks, we're going to you know, just continue on here. I won't go into elaborate too much, but uh, I don't want Brian to miss anything. But,
1: oh, I'm sorry, um, guys.
0: <laughs> you went sideways on us. I know. <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, there he goes. (laughs) So he'll be back momentarily, folks. Um, So we know that, I know anyway, from what I've read, that this monkeypox thing is, is a bunch of garbage. And by the way, before he gets back on, I want to tell you that we're going to continue this next Monday. But I'm going to be trying to compare the third Reich or the fourth Reich, which was supposed to come after the third Reich compare that with the fourth industrial revolution there are a lot of comparisons tons and tons of comparisons and um it's going to be really i think it's going to be really interesting i i just made the connection um i don't know an hour ago i was looking for material for this show and i, I happened upon that and um klaus schwab and, and all of his little antics and his little puppet that's running around and uh yuval uh, harari And, um, so we're, we're going to see more about, about them and what's going on and what this whole Davos thing was. They had a big conference, a big WEF conference in uh, Davos, India. And, uh, it's funny how these people at the WEF and stuff, they appeal to the, um, well to just about every religion other than Christianity and, and somewhat to Judaism too. Um, their appeal is that, you see, Christianity is really the only religion, and, and Judaism, don't get me wrong, um, that holds life to be sacred, that it's a gift from God, and that you have to get your life right with God this time because there's no other time. Now, Hindus, Buddhists, and everything else believe in reincarnation. Hey, if you mess up, you'll come back again and try to fix it all up, you know? So there's really no incentive to be holy. There's no incentive to be righteous. There's no incentive to love your neighbor, um, other than the threat that when you come back, you're going to come back uh, maybe as a lesser life form or or you know something like that. So um, I think it's uh, really important that people realize that uh, Judaism and Christianity are the only religions that I know of, because I've studied just about all of them that talk about you get it right now get to know god now and um and and also that make him a personal god too okay uh hindus have millions of gods the the buddhists i think have i don't know tons and tons of gods um so and it's amazing that they they even the religion even survived because those religions because if you serve like in hinduism if you serve um Kali and somebody else serves Vishnu or vice versa, and you just pick your god. They have lots of little ones you can pick, put a check mark there. Uh, your god is not going to get along with one of the other gods or several of the other gods on there, or whatever you call it latitude, or you know. Um, so, that being the case, you know, how do they all get along? I don't understand that. You know, it's like, uh, why, how does the god of destruction somebody who worships the god of destruction of the universe get along with somebody who creates the universe doesn't it seem like it's ludicrous you know okay well i'm gonna i worship the one that's going to destroy the universe you know and and the other guys i worship the one that's going to save or create a new universe excuse me and um so why destroy it if and, and recreate it if this is going to happen over and over and over and over and over and over again. Makes no sense to me. You know, I'd rather serve a God that's not too dualistic, not duplistic. Um, Yahweh is the only God that makes sense to me. Okay. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent here and I hope Brian's okay. Cause he hasn't been back yet. Um, anyway, uh, so, on uh, Monday, you know, we'll talk about the fourth Reich and, um, the fourth industrial revolution. And the fourth one is really scary because it involves uh, the melding of physical humanity with digital, the digital world, um, making you not quite human anymore, but part machine, part kind of like a Borg, I guess, if you watch Star Trek. Uh, we're all going to be assimilated, according to them, into the Borg. And uh, not, not me. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I'll fight the Borg all the way. And the nice thing about it in this life is that we don't, like with the Borg on Star Trek, they, they had to just take over and you couldn't really stop it. Um, however, with what they're trying to force on, on us, it's going to be a decision we have to make. Okay. And you read about all that, about all that in Revelation. And I think what's, oh, looks like Brian's back. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take myself out of here, bring Brian back in, put him on the left side, and then I'll go on the right. And there he is, folks. Hey, I'm back.
1: Hi. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey.
0: Good to have you back.
1: Oh, gotta love oh. computers and all this tech stuff. Man.
0: Yeah, I love them so much I'd like to throw them right out the window sometime. I know. <laughs> if you love something, set it free.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so...
1: Okay. Um, now I'm better. Yeah. Thanks,
0: Dave. Good. Thanks, good, audience. Good. good. Yeah. We were um, we are talking about um, I went into what next Monday show is going to be like the Fourth Reich first uh, compared to the Fourth Re- Industrial Revolution. It looks like it's uh, looks like there's a lot of things that kind of go together there, you know. And yeah. And so um, anyway, I didn't want to talk about tonight's subject with without you here. So um, anyway, so Brian. You know, the COVID is kinda gone on the on the way. It's it's out of here. It seems mm-hmm. like anyway. And um now they're starting up with the monkey pox stuff, but I don't think that's gonna be very serious. So uh what's your take on the matter? And, and is there something in, in, in the wings that's waiting to come out and
1: uh, Well, let me start off with this. I'll be a monkey's uncle if the monkey pox is as bad as COVID. Okay, come on. Okay. Some lap out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we don't even have anybody in a chat room to laugh at you, man.
1: Okay, that's good because they probably, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> gosh. The, and you've already talked about this, so I'm just reiterating what you probably already talked about in your last show, but monkeypox isn't as bad as they're making it sound. Yes, right. you can get sick, you can get these... Uh, you know, these blisters, boils, whatever you want to call it in your body and your mouth. But from what I've read and I've studied on this, it usually hits people with immune deficiency problems uh, right. that have a bad immune system, which most diseases actually do in the first place. They usually go after people with low immune systems right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Okay. Brian joined twice. Okay. Hey Brian. Oh. <laughs> joined you joined again. <laughs> Hold on a second. This Let me one of those days. Yeah. Let me fix oh the my video. God. Oh, come on. Ah. Hey. Okay, there you go. There I go. Okay, there we are.
1: We're back. Okay. So, about a year ago this month, the WHO, Bill Gates, um, whoever else you wanna talk about, the World Order, talked about a monkeypox pandemic, and they did a scenario on this pandemic a year ago, what if monkeypox came out, what, what would happen? And it's funny, almost to the day, It starts spreading across the world in the United States. And you probably already know this and might have spoke about this, but it started in 10 countries on the same day. On the same day, monkeypox started in 10 countries at the same time. Uh, That's kind of
0: weird. Yeah, right.
1: it is. That's a little strange. And so, and it started almost a year to the day that they had this, um, exercise about monkeypox pandemic and how they would handle it. Uh-huh. And what I read, one of the ways they were going to handle it was uh, mass lockdown. Um, they were going to implement, uh, more stringent rules on isolation and also that the WHO, which has been in the news, by the way, you probably know, I've talked about all this cause I was on the last show is try our government, Biden, is going to maybe give the WHO sovereignty over our country right. in the next pandemic where the WHO, World Health Organization, will be calling the shots on our own soil. And actually there's a bunch of countries in the world that are going along with this. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they're going to introduce a digital ID system if this happens. So this fake pandemic um, is going to be orchestrated by the World Health Organization and Bill Gates and the elites to bring about a, a digital ID system to track and control everybody. And this is not conspiracy. This is actually what they've said. This is what actually is going to happen. And so the first COVID was a like, let's, hey, let's use this pandemic, this fake pandemic, to see if people really will do what we tell them to do, and it's exactly what happened. <laughs> they right. did exactly: shut down. We didn't go to church. We didn't go to the gym. A few people pushed back in the beginning, but not very many. But then it got it got to where, well, they're they're on to us. We better open things up because we have elections coming up, and if we don't open them up, we, right. we're going to lose elections, and they're going to lose anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, unless something, a a red flag event happens right before the election. And I think that's what's going to happen. Something major is going to happen before the election that's going to put the election off or cancel it. Something major, major, something worldwide or at least our country, but I think worldwide. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I think is going to happen in the fall. But the monkeypox, from what I could tell, um isn't that bad and the death rate isn't that high especially it can be treated it can be treated right. and um i think what's going to happen uh is the monkeypox, the normal monkeypox. yes it can kill people it can get people sick but there are therapeutics there are ways to 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 deal with it it's not a worldwide extinction level event right uh, this pandemic that's coming up which is starting already and as it gets closer to the elections this pandemic is going to get worse on the news right and just for people out there don't be scared of this it is transmissible but um, it's mostly a lot a lot of the homosexual community is getting this. And they're not talking about it. They're just, they're just saying it's a few people. It's not a few people. It's transmitted through sex, right. a, a lot of it, and droplets and blood and, and things like that. Like AIDS, it's like AIDS, how right. it's transmitted. So, but if it's caught early and treated early, yes, it looks horrible on you. If you've seen the pictures, it's horrible. Uh, not everybody gets that bad, but it can. But there's things right. you can do to to not not get it. And one of the things is to build up your immune system and that also goes for Ebola. I I looked into that today too and Ebola is, depending where you're at in the world, 50 to 90% death rate, which is crazy. Ebola is scary, definitely. But it usually goes after people with immune disorders first. They're the ones that get sick first with Ebola. And there are things you can take natural uh, supplements. There's also therapeutics through the medical community. You can take, if you catch it early, you don't have to die. Right. A lot of the places in Africa where a bullet has been hitting didn't have the medical, um, supplies and medical equipment to deal with it early on. So the death rate was really, really high, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's definitely way higher than COVID way, way, way higher, but it can be, it can be dealt with. Um, and what I've read and what I've researched is that's what their end game is. They went from COVID now to the monkeypox to Ebola is eventually coming. But um, what's different about these monkeypox and the Ebola that's coming, There um, and I've read a lot of this in the last few days, it's engineered. A lot of the scientists and doctors, this monkeypox, they're like, this is weird. Monkeypox doesn't start in 10 different countries at the same time. Right. Monkeypox doesn't spread like this normally. It usually spreads a different way. So uh, what I've read early on is looks like this has been engineered and released on the American public, actually the actual world, and and it's exactly what the WHO and Bill Gates said a year ago when they did these mock, um, you know, not mock the mock scenarios about what would happen. It's exactly what they said. What happened is happening exactly a year later. And if you remember COVID, David, they right. said that there's going to be in 2017, Bill Gates said there was going to be a pandemic or a said in the next two to three years. And sure enough, there was sure. Right. So folks, when you listen, if you're watching us or if listening to this, don't be scared. Uh, don't be nervous. Um, this is a, Shakedown and a takeover of our U.S. government by the left, actually by the deep state. And I shouldn't say left left is not a good definition of this anymore. It's always the left against the right. This is the deep state, which has left and right in it. There's Republicans and Democrats, far leftist liberals, socialists, they're all in the same boat. They're all in the same thing. They just have different names, but they're all together in this, you know? Uh, The Bushes, you got the Clintons, you got the Obamas, you got the Bidens and everybody else below and and in between is involved with this. And it's a physical, emotional, spiritual takeover of the United States of America. And they're really targeting us because what I read about Ebola in these other countries, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal in these other countries. They just deal with it. Right. Um, the COVID vaccine that we're pushing every day here, now to five-year-olds and now down to six months, I heard today, is being pushed really hard here. But in Europe, uh, the prime minister of France, Macron, is they're taking the vaccines off the table because too many people are getting adverse reactions and getting hurt. So they're actually backing away from the vaccines in Europe. And so why are they doing that when we're not? Because they know the vaccines are hurting their people. Why are we still doing it? Because in order to bring the one world government in, in the last days, and folks, we are in the last of the last of the last days. We have so little time left. If you're a believer, there's not much time left before the Lord returns and we're gone. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's not far off. But in order... For the one world government to be an actual one world government, you can't have the United States of America leading the world. That's why everybody thinks that Biden's just this incompetent, and he is. He fumbles around, but every decision that they're doing and they're saying is planned that way. It's intentional. The the gas price is going up to six. It's seven dollars and eighty three cents a gallon here in California.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, and, and so they're talking about 10 to $12 a gas by the end of summer in California. Oh my goodness. That's a ridiculous. gallon. So it's going to cost me almost $1,000 a month to drive back and forth to work and do my stuff just on my little oh car. Oh my goodness. So wow. I'm expecting that. But you got to understand the Biden administration, the Obama administration, the Bush, Bush one, Bush two, the, the dad and the son, All these presidents, except Trump and a few political leaders that we have now, this is all planned to take America down. You can't have a one world order run by the Antichrist with America in power. So they take us down economically. Um, Biden said in Europe, it was just yesterday, Dave, I think, or day before, that this is going to be a hard transition for the American people. So he's admitting, he's he admitted on camera that the gas prices are on purpose. All this yep. inflation is on purpose. Why in the world would he do that? Doesn't he know they're going to lose the election? No, they're not. I got a feeling there's going to be some false flag event that's going to keep him in power. Right. Uh, we're not going to stop. This is going to get worse. I can tell you right now, folks, America is going down a, a rabbit hole that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can slow it down. Maybe maybe the elections, we do, God help us that we actually can have the elections and get rid of some of these people. If that can happen, then, yeah, we have a little more time, and God can use these good people to slow things down politically in our country. Right. But if that doesn't happen, it's just going to speed up. And um, there's an agenda, and the one more government is – it reminds me of a wild animal just backed into the corner – And they got backed into the corner by Trump. They got knocked down a little bit by Trump. They weren't expecting Trump. And so they're ticked off. They're like, we're four years behind schedule because of Trump. And so now they're pushing ahead like a, like a, like a train. They're going down the tracks. Nothing's going to stop it. The one world government is, is, is here on its way. And if Biden gives the WHO, power, sovereignty over the next pandemic, America's done. Right. Because now, what's the next thing? They're going to bring UN troops into our borders. That's why. Because the WHO knows that American troops may not listen to them. Not all of them. The police departments may not listen to them. So they're going to bring in um, their own people. And this is where it's going to get crazy. And I... I was all prepared tonight until I had all these glitches with my tablet and my laptop. But um, let's see here, I got, um, uh, was it? yeah, here's an article. I just wanna back up what I said with a couple of things, Dave. Okay. Um, just so people know I'm not making this up. Report, and this is a um, blacklisted news organization Report: 90% of nations, 90% of nations, planning central bank digital currency. There we go. So 90% of the countries are going to go digital. Let's just talk about that for a second, folks. What's that mean? That means you won't need a debit card. You will need uh, either implanted chip, a a retinal scanner, some type of fingerprint scanner but they're getting away from the cards. That's going away, it's gonna go digital. Mm-hmm. The digital currency, like cryptocurrency, the governments were like, oh, I want they were totally against cryptocurrencies, but now they're all switching to cryptocurrencies. Right. And the, with bad mouth cryptocurrencies and these different companies saying, this is not real money, you really can't buy with this. But what they've seen in the last year with cryptocurrency and how it's used, it's untrackable, it's easy to use, So the governments think, well, we can't control people if they're using cryptocurrency because we can't track what they're buying. Right. So we make our own cryptocurrency and make our own people use this cryptocurrency as the legal tender for the United States of America or Mm -hmm. whatever country. So that's all this stuff I'm talking about. It's happening right now. And I want to talk tonight, if we have time, Dave, about the shooting in Texas, because this shooting in Texas is totally related to this, Mm -hmm. I think. And so, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. And I don't say that very right. I just, I just know how the liberals think. I know what the one world order, what they are and how they think. And I, if you start thinking like them, that shooting is what they needed. And I'll get into a minute why they needed that shooting, which is just horrible. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um. Yeah, it um, talked about the articles about how it's spreading that monkeypox. So, yeah, 11 countries detected monkeypox all to, within the same time around the world. Amazing. Uh, and see, I wish I had more of these. Um, anyway, i have to look at somewhere else. Um, so what's happening? This is my opinion, Dave. This is in, the, in Dave's opinion, it's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it odd? That's not odd. When Trump was in office, there were some mass shootings. Some. Right. But nothing like it's been in the last 12 months since Biden's in there. Mm-hmm. And the mass shooting on the subway in New York didn't pan out because nobody really did. Nobody died, I don't think, in that. See, they want death. Because death gets headlines. It tugs at your heart strings. It makes people, when you're in fear, emotion, if you're in fear, which is an emotion, or you get angry, which is another emotion, you make bad decisions in your life. If you ever make a decision because you're afraid, you'll make a bad decision. If you're, mm-hmm. uh, angry, uh, that's an, that's actually anger is another form of fear. And right. you make another bad decision. Um, that's why Jesus said in Thessalonians, I think chapter four, first few verses, um, be sober minded in the last days. That means don't let your thoughts run away with you and get you full of fear, full of anxiety, take a step back and look at the whole picture of what's going on. And what's going on is Jesus is about to return. The world system through Satan is setting up for that time when the tribulation starts, and it's happening right now, 100%. It's happening right now by the events that are going on and by just the prophetic things. Israel's been a nation since 48. They got their capital back. They're talking about building the temple. They are talking about doing that right away. All this stuff's going on, pestilence, earthquakes, all this stuff. So we're in the last days, and Satan is getting ready his seven-year kingdom called a tribulation. So this shooting, I was watching on top of the night, Dave, I don't know if you saw this. They said that there was a, a police officer on campus when the shooting started, and he tried to stop the guy really? and engaged in a gunfight. I don't know if you heard that or not. No, I didn't. But uh, it was all, for the last two days, yeah, uh, a resource officer had a gun well battle he, Yeah, because the guy got wounded, right? Yeah, there was no resource yeah. officer. Hmm. There was no way. It was a total lie. And they oh, admitted wow. to it. Huh. On the press conference today, look at the press conference from today. Okay. Um, and so what happened was, so just follow me for a minute and I'll tie it together. This guy shoots his grandmother and they talked to the grandfather and he wasn't even upset. They were having a normal conversation. There was no yelling and no screaming. They had a good relationship. And he goes to the bathroom because they're going to go, he's going to go do something, comes back out. I think it was him or his grandmother and he shoots her in the cheek and went hit her ear. She's going to be okay. She's going to live. Oh, hallelujah. He gets in a car. He drives to the school. He runs his car through a gate or a fence. He gets out and across the street is a funeral home. He shoots the funeral home with a rifle, shoots at it a couple of times. Okay. He gets out of the car, gets leaves the car, the truck, whatever it was, and goes to the back of the school. From the time he got to the, from the time he uh, went through the fence and went into the school was 12 minutes. Wow. So he leaves, he shoots at the funeral home, walks over to the back of the school, the doors unlocked, which is weird. I work for a school district. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm in schools every day, folks. We have 20 schools. I've been doing this for six years, actually 10 years, if I did it up in Eugene, too. That's just weird, to have a door like that, unlocked. Right. It was unlocked, just saying. And maybe I had my tinfoil hat on tonight, but nothing is a coincidence, nothing, mm-hmm. especially now. And so right. instead of going in the back door, he stood at the back door of that school for 10 minutes. Wow. And didn't, and didn't go in. What was he doing for 10 minutes behind, Out behind the mm. school. And where were the cops? Where were the sirens for 12 minutes? Yeah, It's right. not a big city. Mm. I think, that, what did they say? There's 30,000 people there. It's, and, it's and, pretty good. And,
0: and you know that minutes? every kid there had a cell phone.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, and also the funeral home Dave called the cops. Uh-huh. And even after they called the cops, they called the cops as soon as they got shot at, right?
0: Yeah. It took
1: them, they didn't show up for 16 minutes. That's ridiculous. So the guy runs the fence down, shoots at the funeral home, stands at the back of the school with the door open and doesn't go in for 12 minutes, goes in. Four minutes later, the cops show up. So 16 oh. minutes have gone by. Right. And it was said that an ICE agent went in there and took the guy out. At Tucker Carlson tonight, they never mentioned that. Just just for the oh. record, I never heard that at Tucker Carlson tonight. I just watched it right before we got on. And so they said, well, we sent a team of guys in there, and they were in there for four minutes and came back out. So supposedly all these police officers and SWAT not SWAT show up, not SWAT. Some guys go in there, some officers go in there for four minutes, they pull back out. The guy barricades himself in the room, while he's in that room, he's shooting the kids that are right in front of him. Oh. And the officer's outside, and you can see the video, there's video all over the internet and on television. These officers were outside for an hour before they decide to go in. They said wow. they're waiting for SWAT, they said they don't have tactical gear, they don't have bulletproof vests, this is what they said. Um, they can't go in, and the parents are livid. You should watch the like videos, They said, some of them said, give me your gun, give me your vest. I'll go in if you're not going to go in. And eventually some of them said, I'm going in. I don't care if he shoots me. I'm going in without anything." You know what they did to these people? They tapped one guy to the ground. They had a taser, ready to taser some people. And they literally physically kept these people from saving their kids, but they didn't go in either. You know, I I can see why don't let the parents go in, but – you stood there for an hour and you've got a nine millimeter Glock on your side and you're not going to go in cause you don't have a vest. I thought it was to you to give up your life as a police officer to save the innocent. That's I mean, right. and I'm not saying all those kids would have been saved, but what in the heck is going on? And then one of the children in there in the room that all this happened, this is on Tucker Carlson. Um His friend was dead on the floor next to him. He took blood from his friend and put it all over himself and pretended to be dead to save his life. Oh, wow. Wow. And then another child was told by the police. I don't know how he was told. He was told by the police to yell out so they can find him. Well, he yelled out, and the shooter found him and shot him. Oh, jeez. So, and then the police chief, uh, who's a Texas Ranger who's uh, leading this investigation, Is he's getting questions answered? What took 12 minutes? What took 16 minutes? Mm -hmm. Um, Why did it take you an hour? And he basically just gives some excuses and says, "I'll get more information back to you." I'm saying all this because remember Vegas, the Vegas shooting. Oh yeah. You don't hear anything about that. Mm -hmm. Have you heard anything about anything about the investigation? Nothing. Nothing. Right. This is gonna go the same way. Why? Now here's the tinfoil app and this is me. I think this was set up by the US government. Um, did they brainwash this guy? I don't know. Folks, they have technology now, they can do stuff that we used to think was just science fiction. I don't have any proof of this. All I have is pattern. Pattern from Vegas, pattern from you know all these other shootings, patterns, of, they're just, it's just weird. And why do the mass shootings increase with Democrats and decrease with Trump? Why? Hmm. There, I'm not saying there wasn't any yeah. with Trump. No. There wasn't as many as this, this already happened. And yeah. so why are they doing this? Because before World War II, I think, it's correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was way before World War II, they took the guns out of Germany. They took the guns from the Ger- the German um, population and they took it from...
0: Um, in the 1920s, I think, yeah.
1: In the 20s after World War I. Right. And they mm-hmm. took the guns away from the population and the Jews. And what happened 20, 15, 20 years later? The Jews were thrown in internment camps and butchered. And anybody who came against the government was killed because they had no way to protect themselves. The right. biggest thing that's in the way... Of a one-word order in America is the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. I, I read an article the other day there's one billion guns in the United States belonging to our citizens. Wow. One billion. So they want to get rid of our guns, because if they do, then they can do they can do whatever they want. They can come into our house like um, Shanghai. They can make you stay in your apartment, you try to leave, they arrest you or throw you in jail or kill you. Mm-hmm. If you have a gun in your house, at least you have a fighting chance. Uh If your whole neighborhood's got some guns, the police are going to have to get an army. Mm -hmm. And so we have a fighting chance. And the whole Second Amendment was given to us to keep a tyrant government from taking this over. And that's exactly what's happening. A tyrant government, one world order system is trying to take over America. And they know that it's going to be hard if they have guns. Mm -hmm. This whole thing was used by evil people, and and I can tell you how I know this by the reaction of the Democrats and liberals at the shooting. with Biden said: We need to have more gun laws, and the bodies are they're not even identified. And our president is out there saying, you know, this is this, this is about to stop. We got to change these laws. We got to take these. Who needs an AK-47? Who needs uh, AR-15? Who needs this stuff? We don't. We've got to take their guns away. And then Beto work was in the meeting, I don't know if you saw that, Dave, Beto yeah. O'Rourke, um, You know, everybody saw that, that huge scene. This is all theater and stage to get the Republicans to finally sign off on gun control. And here's the gun control they want. They want to take our guns completely away. That's the only right. control, nothing else, because California and New York have the strictest gun laws, but they have to, the, in Chicago, and they have the highest homicide rates of all the states. And they have the strictest gun control. So I don't have proof. This is just my opinion. But this stuff seems to be happening more and more. And every time it happens, they go straight to gun control. Right. They're using this now. If this wasn't planned by the government, I'll put, I'll give them that. But it happened. They're using it for the very thing that they wanted to yeah and when you have somebody talking about gun control and you have grieving parents crying and they just lost their kids, that's heartless evil, that's a cold, dark black heart, as far as I'm that's concerned. Right. That's a heart that's been sold to the devil, mm-hmm. has no light. and that's what they did right. and and this this is being used to further the one world order. They want to take our guns away. Uh, abortion. Why do they want abortion so bad? It's easy. They want to depopulate the world. They've been they've been upfront for almost a hundred years talking about this. Um, they want to abort babies that have been born already, that are over a month old. After they're born, mm-hmm. they want it, this is just pure devil worship and pure evil, and it's all because they want to build a one world government. That they think is the best place for humanity to live. They want the population, Dave knows this, to go down to a half a billion worldwide. And in order to do that, you have to have a nuclear war, you gotta have pestilence, you gotta have shootings. And that's why Biden is, Biden is literally antagonizing Russia and China on purpose to have a war. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And that's why there's going to be a nuclear war, I believe, in the next two to three years, either limited or worldwide. But there's going to be one. And the Bible talks about it. So it's just, I never thought I'd say this every time, but I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime, but it's happening. Yeah. And all yeah. of this is happening because God the Father in heaven planned this whole thing. To bring in, to bring in his kingdom, he didn't plan on these kids getting killed. This is just evil and sin out of control. But he's he is going to bring a kingdom, and it's going to be the messianic kingdom where Yeshua is going to rule and reign for a thousand years, and then after that, within for eternity. Mm-hmm. And so we are in the folks. In my opinion, we are in the end of the age. There's not much time left, and um, it's really, really, really close. Um, I wanted—I uh, got something else to say, but I've been taking too long. You go ahead, Dave. I'll—I'll um, I'll finish up later. Okay, um, I wanted to kind
0: of encapsulate some of the. Um, okay, um, some of the um, the things that might be in the wings, you know. Um, Mm-hmm. just so that people know what's going on and what to look for. And, and you can find this stuff online real easy, actually.
1: Yeah, you can.
0: And, um, so a few years or actually when the, um, the pandemic was going on, the pandemic, excuse me. Um, there was rumor going around that there was a new disease that was going to hit, I think November, December of last year. And it was from the vaccines um that were you know was going to cause it um i guess maybe uh, infecting people with uh killed immune systems which is what the vaccine did and um if i remember correctly then the name of the um the virus is afm and you're gonna ask me what afm stands for right <laughs> acute flaccid myelitis okay it says it's rare but a serious illness that can cause sudden weakness of muscles, loss of reflexes, and paralysis. And it seems to attack children. Okay. And this is about the time that they were starting to say that they were going to start vaccinating kids 12 and up and even younger than that. So I'm surprised that this didn't really take off when they, um, when they said it would, but uh, it should have. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> but that's, that's, that's something that could be waiting in the wings because they, They want to get rid of the kids, too, you know. Um, You can't really take over the world if all you have left is kids. So um, anyway, so the kids have got to go according to them. You know, the New World Order and the World Economic Forum and all those other crazy places. Um, Pardon me. Sorry, it's been a long day. Um, So that's called AFM. Um, now the next one, and you mentioned it earlier, Brian was Ebola mm-hmm. and I'm looking up about Ebola and I want I want you to see some. Now, mm-hmm. remember how they said that this, uh, this monkey virus is, was, was being passed mainly through the homosexual community, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, I'm going to read something real quick here. Ebola also known as Ebola virus disease, EVD and Ebola hemorrhagic fever, EHF, is a viral hemorrhagic fever in humans and other primates caused by Ebola viruses. Uh, Symptoms uh, typically start anywhere between two days and three weeks after becoming infected with the virus. The first symptom is usually fever, sore throat, muscle pain, and headache. These are usually followed by vomiting and diarrhea, rash, and decreased liver and kidney function. That's serious. Uh, at which point, some people begin to bleed both internally and externally. The disease kills between 25 and 90% of those infected. Now, bear in mind, like you said earlier, but Brian, uh, the higher percentage is usually in areas that uh, don't have the ability to treat people, okay, mm-hmm. and, and, they're, and the conditions are poor and, and uh, you know, they, they eat with their hands or eat off the floor, and, you know. Um, anyway, uh, death is often due to shock uh from fluid loss typically occurs between 6 and 16 days after the first symptoms appear here's the clincher here the virus spreads through direct contact with bodily fluids such as blood and infected humans in infected humans and animals or from contact with items that have been contaminated but in with recent excuse me with with infected body fluids there have been no, and I repeat, there have been no documented cases, either in nature or under laboratory conditions, of this disease spreading through the air between humans and or other primates. Okay, so if they try to get you to wear a mask because of that, there, it's right there in black and white, okay? It cannot be passed through droplets or by breathing on other people, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, now... The, the granddaddy of all of them is the Marburg virus. Um, is a hemorrhagic fever a virus of the Filoviridae family of viruses, and a member of the species Mar-ver- Mar-ver- genus, uh, genus, uh, Marburg virus genus. Genus Marburg virus, Marburg virus or M A R V causes uh, Margaret. Excuse me, Margaret. Mar-ver- <laughs> Marburg virus disease in humans and primates, uh, a form of uh, viral hemorrhagic fever. The virus is considered to be extremely dangerous. The World Health Organization, WHO, rates it as a risk group 4 pathogen requiring biosafety, level 4 equipment containment. In the United States, the NIH slash National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases ranks it as Category category A priority pathogen. And the Centers for Disease Control, the, the Horrible CDC um, in prevention, and it's ca- listed as a Category A bioterrorism agent. It is also tested uh, listed in a biological agent as a biological agent for export control in the Australia group. Okay, this virus can be transmitted by exposure to one species of the fruit bats, or it can be transmitted between people between bodily fluids through unprotected sex and, and broken skin and it says disease can cause bleeding, um, hemorrhages, fever, and other symptoms similar to Ebola. However, Marburg virus is not the same as Ebola, although similar. Treatment of the virus, off the, um, virus after infection is not possible, but early prof- uh, me, professional treatment of symptoms like dehydration considerably increases survival chances, okay? So that's the, like the granddaddy of the bad ones. So that's the one mm-hmm. that I would expect them to, to, to start spreading, you know? And it's interesting, you know, that, uh, these, these diseases, almost all of them start in Africa because it's a poor continent. Um, sexual practices are different in Africa in many areas. You know, it's uh homosexuality is not uncommon in those areas. Um, and, and other strange, you know, practices. Um, but, um, you know, people don't wash their hands before they eat, you know, all the, all the things that we do, um, or are supposed to do, um, to prevent ourselves from getting sick. And, um, so if the monkey pox thing is a smoke screen, which I think you and I both agree it is, mm-hmm. then it's a smoke screen that's hiding something that's behind the smoke. And I think that what's behind the smoke is either Ebola, like you said, or Marburg, um, Marburg is going to be risky, though, because there's no treatment for it. However, and I'm going to add a however here, not a forever, however, um, if they come out with a vaccine, then that might be forced on everybody, okay, as a preventative because if there's no cure for it. Well, they say there's no cure. Just like they said there was no cure for for COVID-19, but people were taking ivermectin and people were taking – Hydroxychloroquine, and they were taking zinc, and they were taking other things, and they were beating it. So, um, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if that is thrown our way, the Marburg or the Ebola, that um, there will be some kind of cures for it. That uh, now remember, when they say there's no cures for it, they they're talking about recognized drugs, okay? Yeah. Drugs that the right. CDC and the WHO has said work. Okay, well, what about, you know, zinc with uh, COVID-19? Who'd have thought that zinc worked, you know? It's a a, a common element that's everywhere. Um, So the fact that they're saying there's no cure for it doesn't mean there's no cure for it, okay? And there'll be guys like Dr. Zelensky and other doctors that find these cures, and we just have to keep our ears out uh, and listen to what these people are saying because it could be a matter of life and death but again as a believer we have to remember we we we're not um subject we're subject to fear to fears but we're not uh fear-mongering people we're we're we know that there's a, a higher power greater than us his name is yahweh he's god and we know that he cares for us protects us um and there's there's many things in the the Brit Hadasha, what's so often called the New Testament, that um, that show His love for us. The fact that He came to head and was manifest as a human being, became a human being, um, and all God and all human, um, and died on the cross shows you that love. Okay, uh, what is that? That one scripture says. Um, he said that uh, no no man have love um, as great, I'm, I'm encapsulating here as great as, uh, dying for a friend. Okay. Um, I don't remember the scripture, uh, totally across, but that gives you the idea. And so, you know, he, he came to earth as God and considered us friends and he died for us. So, um, that's, that says a lot right there and he rose from the dead too. So they give us the promise yeah. that that's going to happen to us too, you know? especially someday soon, hopefully, (laughs) you know. Um, But uh, so, yeah, they're going to throw a whole bunch of fear our way, okay. Um, And I would advise if it's real Marburg, it's going around a real Ebola, that you do stay home, you know, but you don't be afraid, okay. Um, If somebody comes to your door and they look perfectly well and they're hungry, feed them, for goodness sakes. If they don't look well, then take them to the hospital or something, you know. And remember, it's it's spread through bodily fluids. It's not spread through the air like uh, they said COVID-19 was. And that was never proven either, to tell you the truth. But um, so just remember that, you know, do the things that you would do anyway. Um, Be a righteous person. Be as holy as you can. um, And and just try to help people and, and to be there for people. Feed people. Give them water. And things like that, you know, and um, we're told that if we give water to the very least of these, uh, we've done it unto him. And I think that's awesome because that he didn't say, well, if the person is healthy and they come to your house and give them water. No, um, there are ways to give people water if they're if they're sick and are outside, you can leave <clears> a pitcher <picture throat> out there or something. Um, but anyway, so get rid of the fear. If we've if we've learned anything from the COVID thing, is that the that fear is a sham. Okay, yes, people may may die around you. Um, you know, but if they're believers, they're going to a better place anyway. So I don't know about you, Brian, but you know, uh I, I had somebody years ago uh that said that they couldn't their relative couldn't understand why why Christians are so happy at, at um resurrection day. You know. And, you know, it was, this, I think they were Catholic and it was a sad event, you know, our, our Lord died and everything, but they leave it off the part. Yeah, but he rose from the dead. That's why you're celebrating the whole, the
1: whole mm-hmm. thing. Day, yeah.
0: You know? And um, uh, so anyway, with every bad thing that happens, there's a caveat. Okay. And that caveat is always that God cares for you. Yahweh cares for you um, enough to die for you and that. Uh, there's a scripture that talks about like a, chin, a chicken gathers her um, her um, her young under her feathers. That's the way he treats us. Um, he refers to us as lambs that he that he tends and holds in his arms. Um, watch watch some videos about what shepherds do. It's really interesting how the, how much they care for the sheep. Almost like um, well, better than we care for our dogs actually. <laughs> and um, yeah, and and a lot of us do a lot of nice things for our dogs, um, but. So it's, it's just, um, don't, don't be afraid. Um, they tried to do that last time and fear is like, like Brian said, when you're afraid, you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Okay. Because your mind is going in 10,000 different directions. You're trying to think, should I, should I stay or should I go, you know, um, (laughs) all these different things, you know, um, you know, do I take this action? Do I fight or do I not fight? Uh, you know it's we've all been there right we've all been where we've had fear and sometimes the fear is the stupidest things you know it's a fear of fear of running out of money you know <laughs> hello i've done that before um and things like that and if he promises to take care of us then we should have fear of nothing okay not fear of sickness not fear of um hunger i mean my goodness if he fed the jews in the desert all those years, what was it, 40 years or something like that um, it, with manna and then with quail. Goodness sakes, you know, we I've often wondered if, you know, when times get bad, Brian, if, you know, there's going to be like crows that bring us food. One of the biblical characters had that happen, and I can't remember who it was. Um, the birds brought him food. And uh, so, you know, he, he's going to see to our every need, okay? And there's a big difference between needs and wants. Okay. Needs are what you need. Wants are what needs are what you need necessary to live. Wants are what you want to have fun and pleasure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a brand new car is a, you know, a fancy sports car is a want, not a need. Um, a ju- an old junker you're driving is a need probably because you need to get back and forth, slept downtown back here. Um, so You know, differentiate that. It's funny because I learned years ago and and still we practice it here. We go shopping and if, you know, a little low on money, you know, we're trying to economize, you know, we'll always say, is it a need or a want, you know, and um, half the time you end up putting stuff back on the shelf because it's something that you need, that you want, that's not something that you need. Uh, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir on this and I thank you for listening to me that long that I preached about it. But um, anyway, so the government comes on TV and says, uh, well, the first case of Marburg has appeared in New York city, you know, well, stay in your house, stay, you know, quarantine yourself. Don't let them quarantine you quarantine yourself using common sense. Okay. Cause that's a nasty one. And if it gets around, <laughs> You know, it's, um, it could get you if, if that's what's in the cards or in God's plans. But at the same time, He protects you. You could get it, but get over it. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of it when the next bad one comes along. If one, I'm not even going to say if one, but when it does, you're going to see a lot of neat things like people have come down with it and they get, and they recover where they shouldn't have recovered. You know, um, me, for instance, I'm, I'm obese. Okay. I and and I have lung problems, and and other things, and I should have been one of the first ones to kick off from COVID nineteen. I got it twice. Uh, we had the the first variant and then uh, Omicron, and both had it, and we got it and got over it. And we're elderly, or not elderly, we're older. Okay, we're in our sixties. <laughs> There's another factor that should have worked against us, but no, it didn't. Right? So and see that we were still in fear, and. I could see people that don't have faith and, and, and trust in the Lord going, oh, oh they say, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And when you have that kind of attitude, you give up. You say, okay, well, I've, you know, this is the big one, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey, you know, and you just, you just give up and you go. Okay. Because you have to have the will to want to live, to live. Okay. what, You know, with, with Yahweh's part, of course he trumps everything else and you know small t um and that that being the case you know he's the final deciding factor but having the will to live and to pull through something is very very important and it could make the difference between life and death so um don't fear fear is a four-letter word and that uh should be a curse word actually and, uh, and remember, lo- fear is the opposite of love, mm-hmm. um, not hate, because hate is a manifestation of fear, like Brian pointed out earlier. Um, so just go with the flow. Ooh, hands are gross. Uh, go with the flow and know that that uh, you're going to be taken care of, and, um, and you will be. Okay? So, Brian, I, I throw it back at you.
1: <laughs> yeah i want to just um because we're talking a lot about a lot of heavy stuff that we normally do because that's the kind of times we're living in right. but um i wanted to read a couple of scriptures sure um I gotta look them up sorry guys i don't have everything memorized first john
0: well but you do a darn good job let me tell you yeah i i don't know yeah. many people that know the addresses and you know the addresses
1: well thank thank you dave No, it's true. Um, So this, I'm going to spend just a few minutes on this because we're talking about a lot of stuff, heavy stuff that's been happening to our country. Um, And I'm talking to everybody out there, whether you're a Christian or not, you're not, you don't know the Lord, but you're, you know, you're a good person and you see things happening. Um, I'm a Christian, I have Jesus in my heart, I'm a believer, so is Dave. And fear, if you're a believer and you're listening to this or watching this, I'm speaking to Christians right now, um, fear is a huge handicap for a Christian because it keeps us from doing what God's calling us to do or just takes peace out of our life. And one of the things that brings fear, the enemy, he did with me for years, is, and I know there's different views of this, but this is how I think, is salvation, that once you're saved, you're always saved. Because if you don't know who you are in the Lord, and you're not secure in that, the enemy, what I mean by the enemy, the devil, the demons, the world system and your flesh can ravage you. And you can, especially in the times we're living, you need to know who you belong to and you need right. to know that your home, your real home, wherever you are tonight, it's not your home. Your real home is in heaven. And and so I grew up in a pretty much a Baptist church. It wasn't Baptist, but it was believed like that. And I was taught that you cannot lose your salvation. But even though I was taught that through my Christian walk, I always was a little insecure with God about it. Like, uh, you know, am I, am I, am I? And it's like, I I knew the scriptures. I knew what they said. I actually read them to people. But I actually had to come to a place where, God, I believe this, what you say for me. Mm -hmm. And if you're wrong, it's your fault, I go to hell. It's your fault. I actually said that to God. And I never really struggled with it anymore after that because I Mm -hmm. know it's true. And one of the verses that helped me, it's a very famous verse, is 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. Let's see, maybe 10. Actually, let's go back. Um, it started verse 10. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God had, that has given concerning his son. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Then it goes on to say, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. So John, back then in those days, people were doubting in this particular moment here, we're doubting their salvation. And so John's writing to them says, if you believe in Jesus that he died on the cross, you confess with your mouth, you believe with your heart, you're saved.
0: Right.
1: And he even says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know you have eternal life. God wants you to know tonight, folks, whoever you are, wherever part of the world you're in, listening or watching us, God wants you to know tonight, with all the stuff that's going on, if you believe what i just read it doesn't matter how you feel it doesn't matter if you're in church it doesn't matter if you've been in church you haven't been in church in 30 years it doesn't matter because ephesians chapter 2 verse verses 8 and on go is for by grace you've been saved It is the gift of god that no man should boast your salvation has nothing to do with you or me it has nothing to do with how good you are, how much you go to church. I, I knew of a pastor years and years and years ago. Uh, actually, his wife. Um, she realized she wasn't saved, and everybody thought she was. Wow. And she was passionate for 20 years with this guy, and good people. But she finally dawned on her, I didn't really know the Lord. I was just going through the motions. If that's you, I I literally beg you tonight to get saved because tomorrow you could die. Not even that. What's happening in the world right now is God is coming back. I can't stand up. The Lord Jesus is coming back to the planet very, very soon. Do I have an exact day? No, but I would be surprised if we're here three or four years from now. And I say that because of all the events going on in the world. It's getting worse. We're on the verge of nuclear war. We have pandemics. We have pestilence. We have uh, social uprising. Just name it just name it wars rumors of wars just like in Matthew 24 just like Jesus said it's happening right now we are the generation the generation that saw Israel reborn in 1948 God said would not pass away before his return that generation's almost 80 years now it's coming up on 80 years so we are in the end of the end of the end of the age and we're about to meet the lord and he's we're going to be with them in heaven I say that going back to my original statement here, know that you're saved. And one of the things that that was for me, if you're not saved and you don't know the Lord, you don't care if you know the Lord and you're not worried about it. If you're worried, am I saved, am I not saved? You're probably saved because you wouldn't be worried about it. You wouldn't have a regenerated heart from the Holy Spirit telling you that you are and making you feel like, am I, am I not? Because if you're not saved, you don't care. Cause it says yeah. in the, it says, I think in Peter, I can't remember exactly. It says in the New Testament that the eye, that the unsaved are blinded by the, the enemy. That there's mm-hmm. things put over your eyes to keep you from seeing what the truth is about Yeshua and what he did. Right. So saying that, know that you're saved. And once you make that, and you probably, you are saved, know that you are and you can't walk away from God. You can't leave him. There's nothing under heaven that can separate you. It says that in the scriptures, no death, no life, no principalities and powers, nothing can separate from the love of God that we are in Christ Jesus. Right. I say this because I believe in my heart that a lot of us out there are struggling with this of guilt, not being in church, things we've done, things we've said uh, as, a, as a Christian. And we think, how can we be saved? Let me just go to this part with this. The thief on the cross, the most famous thief ever, the thief on the cross. Everybody knows this. Jesus was in the middle. There was one on one side, a thief on the other. And one of the other criminals next to Jesus was bad-mouthing Jesus, saying, you know, get down from the cross if you're really the son of God. He was kind of mocking him. And the other one goes, you know, basically have some respect. Don't you know he's the son of God, the son of the living God? And Jesus said to this thief, I'm paraphrasing a lot here. He said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. I say that, folks, because he didn't have a chance to go to church. Right. Billy Graham didn't tell him the gospel.
0: Mm -hmm. He didn't Um, get baptized either.
1: He didn't get baptized. He didn't speak in tongues. He didn't have a chance to live a holy, godly life on the earth or to make bad decisions. He was a thief getting capital punishment for his crime. And Jesus said of him, you're going to be with me in heaven today. Right. Because he believed what Jesus said, and we said he was. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, it came into his heart because he believed it. Not just He didn't just verbally say it, but he believed it. Right. Because you, you can say verbal things all day long, until the cows come home and the cows will not come home. Mm-hmm. But if you don't believe in your heart and you know, when you believe something in your heart, you just know, you feel it inside. Sure. It doesn't mean, you know, the Bible, you don't have to know the Bible and have it memorized. You just got to believe what Jesus said of himself and what he did for you on the cross and rose on the third day. He's coming back for us. So know that you're saved because once you know who you are, the, the devil runs scared. If every believer in the world believed without a doubt that they knew the Lord, and they, there's nobody can get in the way of that, imagine what could happen. Yeah. So true. don't feel guilty. It says in Romans 8, I think it says, it was six eight. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the next time you feel condemned, and you feel bad about yourself, or you're just angry, and you think how God how God can forgive me. There's no condemnation. That means God does not condemn you. So if you're feeling condemned, it's not God, it's you.
0: That's right.
1: You're condemning yourself. Don't blame it on God. Don't blame it on your family. Don't blame you blame it on you. You're responsible. I'm responsible for my actions while I'm living on the earth. You might have a horrible childhood. You might have had these horrible things happen to you. I'm, I feel bad. I'm sorry that happened to you. But you're responsible how you react. Some of you might be angry with me because you've been through such horrible things. I'm trying to set you free. God wants to set you free. Know that you're safe. Know that God loves you unconditionally. He's the only person that will not forsake you or ever leave you stranded. Ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He will be there with you until you die and go to heaven or until he takes you home when he comes back. And the other thing is, 1 Thessalonians 4... um, Sorry, I got a for Selenium's for Shazus already, but there we go. Okay, and it's not the verse you might think. It's not the verse of the rapture, which is in this chapter. It's uh, But uh, let's see. Wow. Let me make sure it's the right one, chapter 4. Uh, for I make sure, Dave, sorry. I make sure at the oh, right time. Macedonia. It's too easy. Actually, it's chapter 5. Hold on a second. There. There it is. Ah, yeah, this is it. Okay. Paul wrote this, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, and I'm going to do a little reading because the Bible the um, Bible says it a lot better. Now as to the times and epics, brethren, you have no need for anything to be written to you. For you, for you yourselves I know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. Everybody knows that. We don't know the day of the Lord. It's like a thief in the night, right? Mm-hmm. Well they say are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape but you, brethren, are not in darkness. See, he went, he's not talking about, he's talking about unbelievers before that. He's talking about people who don't have the light in them. He says, right. but you, brethren, are not, not in darkness, that that day would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So so then let us not sleep as others do, but, be, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do the sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith in love and the helmet of the hope of salvation, which I just talked about. For right. God has not destined us for wrath, but for the obtaining salvation through Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will, we will, live, be together, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another's, And build up one another just as I also am doing. So the helmet of salvation, know that you're saved. Know that you're saved. Know that you're loved. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, Faith. Have faith that God will take care of you. Have faith. He may not take care of you the way you want him to take care of you, but he's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. That's you got to get that out of our head. I, I have a certain view of what God needs to do in my life, and it never works out that way ever. <laughs> and he said, Be sober. And he's talking about the last days, he's talking about the time we're living in right now. The word sober means the opposite of don't be drunk. When you're drunk and you're drinking, you're all your you have inhibitions are gone you can't think clearly you think you're thinking clearly you think you can drive that car but you can't you think you're going straight but you're not and he's saying in these last days just let your don't let your thoughts be so scattered about your life that you're just putting out fires every day be in the word and i when i mean be in the word just if it's one verse you don't have to memorize the bible you don't have to do a uh, an exhaustive study in the Greek or the Hebrew just open and read one thing even if it's a devotional book anything that's got scripture in it and just and if it hits you just don't go any further just let that be for the day chew on that and pray and I mentioned before about prayer and other uh, podcasts I pray a lot in my car it's my little prayer vehicle because I'm that's when I'm alone the most and wherever your spot is, just in prayer is another word for conversation. Just talk to God. You're not going to make him mad. You're not going to tick him off. You can yell and cuss at him too, by the way. And is that a good idea? Uh, you should do it all the time. But you know what? you are not going to scare him away. And right. he's probably going to finally say, finally, you're talking to me. Even though you're cussing at me, at least you're talking to me. And when you mm-hmm. start talking to him, he'll talk back. But not in the way you think. Uh, sometimes it's a thought. It's a, somebody says something to you or you just feel better. It's like you, you finally unload on the Lord and you just feel like a weight's lifted off you. That's not make believe. The weight has lifted off you. God took it off you. That's why you feel lighter. He's, he's already ministering to you. And so, but this is a time to live. To really be focused on what's really important in your life. Is it all the money you're making? Is it the job? Is it the promotion? None of that's bad. But if it's interfering with your walk with the Lord, you're putting that before your family, which is part of the walk with your Lord, and you are so distracted and so stressed out, which all of us are, by the way, a lot of us are. I'd I say nowadays, if you're not stressed out about something, you're lying. But there are people that are not that stressed out, but most of us are. And that's total normal for a human being to, to be stressed out on the times we live. But very soon, you will not have to worry about this life anymore. One of these days, you're going to stand before the Lord And he's going to look right at, you're going to know the color of his eyes because you're going to see him. You're going to know the tone of his voice. We hear his voice sometimes in our head or our heart, but you're going to know it audibly. That time is very, 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 very soon. And everything you see happening, don't let it bring fear. Know that you're saved. Know that he loves you. He's not going to walk away from you. Everything you're going through tonight, he already knows what it is. Give it to him. It says in Psalms 34, and I'll end up this. God is close to the brokenhearted and close to those who are crushed in spirit. He knows the afflictions of the righteous, of the righteous, and he delivers them out of all their troubles. And that's Psalm 34, kind of messed it up. But that's Psalm 34, read It's a great Psalm. Anyway, I'm all done, Dave. I just really want to encourage people it's been heavy on my heart the, the last few days how bad things are right now and with the shooting. Right. I, it's I, the I, Lord. It. If you know your shoe in your heart, get ready to meet him. But until you do, talk to your family, talk to your friends. Don't be afraid to talk about the Lord to them because sure. this is a matter of life and death and hell. Mm-hmm. That's really what this is all about. And very, very soon, this will be over, and we'll be all together at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Very soon. That's right.
0: You know, I think that a lot of it comes from the fact that we we try to imagine our Father as someone who's human. And he's not, he says that his ways are higher than ours ways as far as the uh, heaven is above the earth, you know? And um, so we can't really look at him at, unless we look at the things of um, faith, hope, love, compassion, because those things are, are all created by the Lord. And um, a few years ago, somebody, came up with a list of things that God cannot do now you're going oh yeah but God can do anything well no he can't Um, because we serve an omnipotent and Almighty God and let's look at a few of these things there's 20 of them so bear with me okay first of all he can't lie Um, and in Hebrews 6 8 it says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie we might have a strong consolation Who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Okay. He made a promise he's got to keep just like Brian said. Okay. Can't leave you. He will not leave you. And behold, I am with thee and I will keep thee in all the places where thou goest. And I'll bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And there's another scripture that's he began to work good work in you. Will continue that work until the day of Christ Jesus. So if he started something in you, he's not going to let you walk away from it. I've always imagined myself as being on the end of a fishing line, you know, Brian. And, and when I happen to stray a little farther away, just gives a little tug on the pole, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of reels me back to reality. Um, uh, can't he can't forsake you? He, it says in Hebrews thirteen five, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He can't despise a broken heart. This is this is really touching because I know all of us have had broken hearts uh, for various different reasons. It says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, Thou will not despise. Okay, and that's that's the, the symbol of a, a humble and contrite spirit too. Um, and God loves humble and contrite people. Uh, he can never sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Uh, imagine having to take care of the whole universe and earth and every person on earth. Um, there's no way you could sleep. And, and he can't sleep anyway. So it's as far as I know. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. so he can't stop loving you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee okay he can't go unnoticed the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament sheweth his handiwork psalm 91 and the one i read before was jeremiah 31 3. uh he can't bear sin but your iniquities have separated between you and your god and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not bear isaiah 59 2 but the work of yeshua an end to that if you believe in Yeshua um, can't leave work unfinished he can't being confident of this very thing that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus Philippians 1 6 I got ahead of myself there I guess um he can't forget you it says can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son the son in her womb Yea, they may forget. yet I will not forget thee. Isaiah 4, 49, 15. He can't get tired. The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not. Neither is he weary. Isaiah 40, 28. He can't make losers. Boy, am I happy about that one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, it's uh, first 2 uh, Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be unto God. Which always causes us to triumph in Christ. He can't be silenced. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will not pass away. Matthew 24:35. And he cannot be imperfect. But ye therefore protect even as your Father which is be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect is perfect. Okay. And that doesn't mean that you have to be holy. It means that you have to at least be striving to be. Okay. Uh, Because we'll never get there until we have our new bodies, and only Mm -hmm. He's going to give that to us. He cannot be second. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Exodus 23. He cannot be divided. I and my Father are one. John 10 30. He cannot change. I am the Lord. I do not change. Malachi 3 6. Um, He cannot be destroyed. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. Psalm 145, 13. And let's see, I'm getting down there. Can't break a promise. He can't. Uh, my covenant will, I will I not break, nor after the thing that, excuse me, let me start again. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. So he's made a promise. He's going <laughs> to keep it. And he can't be selfish. He that spareth not his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans eight thirty-two. So there you have it, folks. That's the God that I want to serve. That's the God that I do serve. And if you if we read these things and we know them, uh when these different things come against us, just read these scriptures you know, it's proof, it's proof right there Mm -hmm. that, and and then he'll reveal himself to you and he'll reveal his truth to you because he'll perform the things to to save your life, to, to keep you going. Uh, Oh, you, you name it, you know, but it's the things that you need. Mostly, um, Brian, I have had it to where, um, I've gotten the things that I want, but usually it's when the things that I want are things that I need. And, uh, you know, and they, they kind of go together with what Yahweh's got for me anyway. So um, that just shows that when you're in line with Him, you know that um, uh, those things those things tend to pan out a little more often. So um, anyway, that's basically I'm I've completed my soapbox experience.
1: <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Thank you. I love those passages. Those are awesome.
0: Yeah, and they're all the truth too.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's something we don't it's get just, in this world anymore. We don't get truth from really anybody. We get it from each other. Yeah, We don't get it from the press. We don't get it from the government. We don't get it from anything else in the world. Loved ones, of course, we get it from our children, from our wives, our mothers and fathers and stuff like that, but um, not from the world. And I don't want to be part of that, to tell you the truth.
1: Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, and with all the fake news and all the different platforms for news, and all the disinformation, we're just. It, it says in was a Daniel twelve knowledge will increase in the last days. Right. I mean that's obvious, and all the information. Mm-hmm. That's why. In order to really, not just blow your mind out, to be balanced, you need to be in the scripture and know what God says about these times. Yeah, that's right. That's why if you know what God says about you and where you're living and what times you're living in, it will give you. You'll be able to be centered, and you'll be able to with, go through this time and have and make better decisions and mm-hmm. not be afraid. Because right now, the the main thing the Democrats or the one world order um, is their whole thing is fear. It's the next pandemic. Uh, yeah. Nuclear war, you know, uh, Ukraine, um, the, the poor shooting of these people. I, I did want to go back to what happened in Texas. It's, um, I believe, it's going to be used to try to take our guns away and change our country. For but sure. put that aside. Those poor parents. Can you imagine? Um, oh, it's just horrible. And. Yeah. Uh, our prayers should go out to them tonight. And I know who was it today? Uh, was on? Um, uh, was it Whippy Goldberg? Was saying, "I'm so sick of these Republicans saying they need to pray. We don't need to pray. We need, we need to keep their guns and take their guns away." And she just went off on on Christians and praying. Oh, and uh, but actually, there's nothing better you can do more for these people. Besides, you know, physically helping them, obviously, if they need money, food, clothes, a place to stay, whatever it is that's going on back there, um, they need prayer because it's in Philippians 4 it says the peace of all, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will uh, guard your heart in Christ Jesus. Right. And so, you gotta, um, and that only comes through prayer and and being knowing the Lord. And mm-hmm. and that's why I pray for these people tonight is I don't. The evil—it's just pure evil. What happened? Am I going to understand that a hundred percent? Not a hundred percent, but I know God can comfort them. Right. And I—I I, I pray that maybe through this horrible tragedy, that God will use this to save people in that in round the nation.
0: Sure.
1: You know, when when things were going when things were going good for the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. They ignored God and they went an to idolatry, and yeah. when they got, they got into idolatry so much, God would cause them to be, uh, you know, attacked or uh, taken captive, and then they would cry out to God, and God would deliver them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that's how kind of we are, you know. We, if things were going good, we kind of forget, but when things aren't going so good, we get to our knees. We and the, the place to be is to be on your knees, whether it's good or bad all the time. Right. That's where we all need to be, but it's hard to do that. But mm-hmm. that's what our nation needs. needs. Um, it needs to turn 180 degrees and go away from the where it's been. Uh, exactly. Transgenderism, pronouns, abortion, and all these things are just a byproduct of what's in the heart of America. Uh, Generally speaking, not everybody, obviously, but, and our country is ill and the only cure is Yeshua or Jesus and his blood and his resurrection and him coming back and asking him in your heart is the only cure for your heart tonight and for ours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I pray that happens with that small town in Texas and all through Texas, all through America. We need, uh, we need. Uh, an end times um, healing of America before it comes back so more people get saved.
0: Right. I think people need to realize that because right now they go to the government for everything. You know, a lot of people do anyway. And they need to realize that the government is not God. No. That that he has not given the government that authority and that people start realizing how the government fails time and time and time again. And not just fails, but fails them, Mm -hmm. us, you know. And once we realize that, we realize that we can't trust in the government, you know. Yeah, you're on Social Security, you're going to get it every month. Um, Medicare, you know, you can use that and stuff like that. But that can go away as fast as it came. And there's some people that think that the Social Security is going to go away in the next 10 years. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, who are you going to trust? Who are you going to, you know, you can't run to the government and say, "Father, Father, you know, can I have this mm-hmm. anymore?" Um, because even if they do give you something, they want two things back. You know, you can name whatever those things are, but the government never gives anything away for free. And well, like with the the injections, you know, for the COVID yeah. nineteen, that wasn't free. <laughs> That, that that took away people's lives. You know, it took away yeah. jobs, it took away everything. So no, no, those injections were not free. They were just the beginning of the this nation going down the toilet because the government is taking it there. Uh, got its hands on the, on the flusher right now, you know, and mm-hmm. um, forgive me for being crass, but I, I grew up in a family of plumbers, so it's, everything yeah. gets, <laughs> goes in that direction. Um, but anyway, So, yeah, quit running to the government and start running to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you're going to have any satisfaction in this life. And when he gives you stuff, there's nothing required of it. The only thing he requires is that you will be, be obedient and love him. That's all. You know, it's I mean, it's it's it requires nothing on our part. Uh, some would argue, yeah, it does because you know when you're obedient, you're not, you can't go out and drink, you can't go out and party and stuff like that. And there's some truth to that stuff, okay. But at the second, uh, the flip side of the coin, those are th- those are things that lead to problems. How many people every year die in bar fights? How many people are shot in bars? How many people get wrapped up in bad things by going to uh, to clubs? You know how many you know you name it uh how many people die every year because some guy got loaded and he's driving down the road you know Mm -hmm. the things that are enjoyable in this life that Mm -hmm. that the flesh enjoy usually has a have a uh, a price to pay okay and it may not be immediate but that price sometimes gets you right away sometimes it takes a long time but then it finally gets up to you and it snaps you and um it's a shame that you know pe- more people can't realize that because that's that's like a natural process in life, you know. You do right and things go good. You do wrong and things go bad. Um, however, now in society, they're they're actually rewarding people for doing bad, and you know. But that's a this is a corrupt and um, and uh, insane society, you know. And and that can be expected of insanity, you know, <laughs> or people that are run by insanity or try to run. anyway um so you know please don't run to the government if something sounds too good to be true it probably is that that saying is always going to be good and um if they're saying here come get the morsel you know yeah yeah what do you see Where do you get the check (laughs) right yeah those those fries that they gave you are going to cost you uh uh, $20 million somewhere down the line. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course, that's inflated. Oh, I, that was a joke, I guess. Um, anyway. Oh, well, Brian, what do you think?
1: I think call it a night. Okay. Is that okay?
0: okay? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you.
1: Um, yeah, I'm going to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thanks folks, for starting later. Oh,
0: hey. No, thank yeah. you. We would have started earlier, but you know our things got in the. Uh, yeah. You know, we had things that got in the way, but um, yeah. So it, it all worked out. It always does,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: So, uh, well, adios, Brian. Adios, uh, folks out there.
1: Bye, folks. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, one more thing. One more thing, real quick. If you go to Spreaker and you you know you can probably still get our stuff there. But I've moved everything over to Acast, a c a s t dot com, because they offered everything Spreaker has, but they offered it for free. Um, it's such a deal, right? So, um, anyway, so Acast is now hosting uh, most of our shows, and um, and it's a much better deal, and and they're much better service, so and they're free. So um, anyway just wanted to let folks that i've wanted to tell people for two weeks now and i keep forgetting and you too brian i let you in on that either. yeah
1: ACAS. sorry you, you you told me already
0: oh i did okay
1: yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: okay well good i feel like i wasn't totally delinquent yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know it's italians we're, we're delinquent uh <laughs> usually morally but um yeah. anyway folks uh, have be blessed um, and we'll, I'll see you on Monday, and Brian will be back on next Thursday, and we'll just keep having more discussions, talk, dialogue, and and um, and discovery.
1: Yeah, so that's right. have
0: a blessed week in Yeshua's name.
1: Amen. Everybody have a great night. Yes. Good night, folks.